everybody. Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two gorgeous women with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, books, the latest trends, and of course, Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab a couch and let's get to it. Cut this shit. How you doing? I am fantastic. Yeah. But I did I did need to make some corrections to last week's podcast. Oh, okay. The legal department came down pretty hard on me for oh. a mistake I made. Two mistakes I've made, and I would like to correct them now. Wow, this is unprecedented. I was telling the gripping tale of how I sliced part of my finger off on a mandolin uh-huh. whilst making jambalaya. I see. And I said I was slicing cucumber. Interesting. Now, I've we've heard from Droves and droves of fandies that yeah. you don't put cucumber in jambalaya. It was celery. So I oh need God. to write that wrong. My apologies to everyone. To the celery farmers of America. Yeah. I'm sorry. I sliced my finger on your dangerous vegetable. Ugh. And to the cucumber farmers of America, I'm sorry I did not. Very innocent vegetable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Phallic, but innocent. Mm-hmm. And then the other correction I needed to make that I did make on our secret discord when I posted a video of you eating a fry covered with cheese. <laughs> but I have since found out that is vegan cheese. <gasps> oh. Now, did you know that when I was eating it and you didn't want to tell me? You know what? I did not know that, but it makes sense because we were at a vegan restaurant, weren't we? I thought, yeah, but I thought it was a vegetarian restaurant. Uh-huh. I thought since they have many dishes yeah. with cheese ingredients that it was a, a vegetarian restaurant, not a vegan restaurant. And then... um I found out I was wrong, and now I need to take a bath in that vegan feta cheese. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, though, Mandy. I saw you You almost went there, and then for some reason you decided not to. Why don't you explain to our listeners how, how you came to find out that that it was uh, vegan cheese? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying, like, let's just say, for example, we went to a delicious vegan place for brunch, and then did you perhaps find yourself on a return visit or two in that same week? Like- like in that same week, I sure did. <laughs> but look, I have other friends. Yeah. And they need vegan food as well. Sure. I get it. And yeah, I'm, I'm not special. obsessed with that restaurant now. <laughs> I've heard your other podcasts. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that place. Kale My Name in Los Angeles. It's incredible. Yeah. So, and I tried jackfruit, which you don't like, but I liked it. You know, so in your face, I don't jackfruit you. I, I, I don't remember not liking it. I just, I think the last time I had jackfruit tacos, I was a little bit like, eh. all right. I don't know. Well, but, Mary ate them and she was very happy. And I put jackfruit on my salad and I was very happy. Okay. Great. And there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm all for it. I'm so excited because, um, I mean, it is thrilling news for our family that Patrick, went to a doctor and said, I, I'm not 100% sure about what I saw. And I'm so excited about this. Uh, and don't worry, it's he's fine. He's fine. But he has to go on a diet for six weeks. He's going to go on this like special diet. And uh, it's going to be vegan. So now, I mean, it, it, it kills him. He hates this so much. But last night, I pulled out all my vegan cookbooks and I was like, sweetie, let's pick something to make for dinner. Like, just like I do with my children. Like, why don't you Carrot guys pick bacon. the healthy? I know, I don't think you can have carrots, but um, but I am going to serve the carrot bacon. And guess what I did do after your advice? What? Oh, you're welcome, mandolin makers of the world. 
I ordered. Oh. My, this is uncharacteristic of me. You know, I yeah. would only come to your house six months later and go, what was that thing? And how do you slice yeah. your vegetables so thin? Yeah. Yes. Well, I got online and I ordered a mandolin. Just be very careful. I'm telling you. Yeah. I've seen it on Top Chef even. If you yeah. aren't just low and slow is the tempo with a mandolin. Just yeah. very carefully. Yeah. I don't know but if you've met the, me. I use it almost every night. I mean, I love my mandolin, but. Well, it has a safety glove and a food safety thing. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, I do everything low and slow. Like, have you met me? Mm. I don't ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No, I do everything slow. That's maybe why Patrick doesn't want to watch me cook the vegan food because it drives him nuts that I go so slow. But I enjoy it. Well, I made, oh, this is not a cooking podcast, I swear, but I made (laughs) vegan sloppy joes. Big hit. Ooh. Casey Adam didn't even know. What, what, did you use meat crumbles? Yep. The Mm -hmm. Beyond Meat Crumbles Mm -hmm. and Manwich. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. A can of manwich, and I put some onion and pepper in the thing. I'm very proud Casey of you no because idea. I know that, like, if the environment was a person, you would open up its mouth and shit right inside of it. Like, you do not Hell care. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm proud of you for lowering your meat consumption because that's actually really good for the planet and for climate change. So that our children I don't do can it have for the planet. Water. I do it. Well, I do it, but for my body, that's a side effect. <laughs> But that's a side effect. So your vanity is saving the world. So that's wonderful. Well, I buy when I buy my Beyond Meat, yeah, which I buy and use regularly now. Yeah, I buy extra water bottles. Do you? Yeah. And so, you can, so I'm always, yeah. and I just dump them out. Well, you have to get yeah, yeah. You have to. Well, you don't. You that's how you wash your SUV, right? <laughs> my Hummer, yeah, with bottled water. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well played. Oh my God! What a great. A week for comedy, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> I, mm. I, okay, I. There's no way on God's green earth that you did not enjoy this this audiobook. So I'm just going to remind people: I made quote unquote Mandy uh, listen to Colin Joe's audiobook, A Very Punchable Face, and I wasn't sure I could finish an audiobook in a week. Um, in fact, I d- it didn't even I didn't even get it until a couple days in, and I was like, well, you know what? We'll get as far as we can and uh, do what we can. And I swear to God, I binged that thing. It was all Colin all the time. Uh, what, what speed did you listen to it at? One. See, that's a rookie move. I listened at 1.4 and it still sounded like him, but it was peppy and mm-hmm. it kept moving and it cuts shaves hours off your listening time. Uh, well, I found his natural pace. Again, we're going with the slow thing. I found his natural pace very peppy, so I didn't need to make it go faster. There were some people okay. that I do that, but I didn't do that with him. And again, I was never intending to finish the whole thing. I never thought I would have that kind of time. But it turns out I like to fold laundry with Colin and Colin and I like to take yeah. walks together. Oh, we took a lot of walks. Yeah. Colin loves to be on our walks. Oh, yeah. Um, so the book starts out and he says, uh, dedication to my mom, my dad, and my brother, Casey. You're like family to me. <laughs> And then he started the book and I was hooked from that moment. That was like the first thing that comes on after this is audible. And I was like, you're like family to me is quick, funny, succinct, sharp. He is so your dream man on every level. Well, one of the reasons he... Yeah. Except what? No, go ahead. He is very Mulaney-like. 
and he mentions Mulaney a lot, and they wrote together for years on SNL. And Mulaney's the original. And I do find Colin Jost, sometimes he phrases things in a way that I'm like, that's him doing his version of Mulaney. So I I found him to be Mulaney-like, which not a bad thing. But I I I feel like he ripped off some of Mulaney's cadences and phrasing. Interesting. That's, that happens a lot in comedy. I think that I find you take a lot of my bits, my uh, phrasing. Masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> I sure um, do. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, I really, I was, I agree. I was hooked. And here's the other thing about Colin Jost that I love is he is also a dog person and did one of the funniest bits on why dogs are so much better than cats. And if you still think cats, I didn't listen to that part and I hate it. <laughs> He has this hilarious thing where he's like, and if you still think cats are better, uh, you can write your your stupid wrong opinion to dogs are the best at one, two, three. That's as far as you can count, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> dogs rule the universe. I forget, 90210. Is, do you funny. think there's anybody listening who doesn't know who Colin Jost is? Should we give his oh. brief resume so everyone's like, oh, right, 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 that guy. Um, well, he is the weekend update anchor on Saturday Night Live. Is or was? I don't know. Is he, is he done now? Is. Is. Okay. Is. He's been on the show for head 15 writer. years. Head writer. On not, and off head writer. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, the book is is about his life, actually, though. All of his... Right. It's a memoir, but then it also really digs deep into Saturday Night Live and all his years on Saturday Night Live and how he got the job. And, and he doesn't spill any dirt annoyingly, right? You always want to know. He's like, people ask me who's my least favorite host. I'm not going to tell you that. And I'm like, don't. Like, you want (laughs) that type of dirt and he doesn't really spill it. Just a little bit with Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely (laughs) did not like Russell (laughs) Crowe. Or Donald Trump. He wasn't a huge fan of Donald Trump. (laughs) Well, that's a chapter I found really interesting because I was appalled when SNL, when Trump was a candidate, they had him come on as a host. Mm -hmm. And it made me sick that they were giving him a platform. And Colin Jost's way of justifying it was like he was already on every single television show. We didn't humanize him. He Everybody already knew him, his foibles, his, you know, we did nothing that hadn't already been done. And it was, I guess, universally panned as as a terrible performance, bad show. Nobody liked it. Nobody liked him. But I just, it still makes me feel gross to my, on a cellular level that they had Trump on Saturday Night Live as the host after we were starting to see who he was going to be. Yeah. No. Trump 20 years ago, I wouldn't have cared. Right. He was just a joke. But then he became yeah. the tool for tearing down democracy as we know it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but one, the fun fact that I liked was Colin Jost said he came alone and he was on set all week alone. No advisors, no assistants, no nothing. He was just there. Yeah. Which explains how he tried to run the country too. Like he didn't listen to advisors and rational voices. That's true. Yeah, that's doesn't he even make he makes that joke in the in the book to like that. In yeah. retrospect, that's kind of how he ended up leading the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I loved all the little inside. You know. Oh, here's another similarity that Colin and I share. Don't mm. be jealous, but I'm more like Colin Jost than you are. We both shit our pants as grown adults. Yes. Yeah. That. That's the only chapter I really wanted to talk about, but I was like, I got to warm up and talk about other stuff in the book. But oh my his God. story about shitting his pants, and he says, and like, the despite the laws of 
physics, I somehow shit the front of my <laughs> pants while golfing in pale blue shorts. Like it got. Yeah. And he's texting his best friend. Oh, my God. By the way. Yeah, he's texting his best friend. He reads the text exchange between he and his best friend telling the story of him shitting his pants, which telling the story in in text version is just so hysterical. That is one of the few times, I mean, in the last few weeks that I have like laughed so hard I couldn't breathe. Like hysterical. I can't control myself laughing. It was so funny. I rewound it Me and too. I listened to it again because I thought it was I so- played it for Casey. <laughs> Because I'm a bad mom. <laughs> you are. But it a made me laugh mother. that hard. I had to. And I almost crashed my car on the freeway because I like couldn't keep my eyes open because I was laughing so hard. And he so he texts his best friend. He's like, I just shit my pants on the golf course. And his friend says, Must be my fave thing about you. <laughs> so this is a problem in his life. He does this a lot. And the friend, and then after the whole story unveils itself through text, yeah. the friend ends it by saying, you are the king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he craps his pants and then he, what does he, take off his underwear to try to use it as toilet paper to like wipe everything off. And then... While a deer is watching him. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because then he, that's when he's in the, oh, that's right, he's in the woods. He's out in the woods yeah. with no pants on trying to wipe the shit off of his, yes. <laughs> and then he, so he, he must leave his underwear in the woods, right? And then he, but then he goes and goes back and tries to pretend like nothing happened. And he looks down and realizes he has a clump of shit on the front of his shirt. And something, the his way he's shorts, wiped yeah. it or whatever, it's wet now. So it now looks like he's pissed and shit himself. And there's no way the yeah. people that he's golfing with can't know that this, that this isn't happen or yeah. you know yes that this is happening oh my god it was just it was really a perfect story i've never had one that dramatic but like wow it's very exciting to know that we share such similarities yeah well i so this is the question he he starts that chapter by saying five years out of college i texted my friend and i was quite proud that like hey i've only shit myself like five times since we graduated <laughs> <laughs> and the friend is like that's not okay. <laughs> and he, but he, I don't, he doesn't say it's a medical thing. He just keeps shitting his pants. And now how many times, not since college, we don't have all day, but let's say in the past two, three years, we know about one in the kitchen, but how many times have you shit your pants? Oh, not in the last two, three years. No, uh, it's more, um, well, we know once in the last two, three years, because you told the story on the podcast yeah. about shitting your pants in the kitchen. And that was recent, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, uh, maybe, maybe twice, maybe twice, maybe. I can't really remember because I don't know how dramatic it was, but there, right. maybe twice. But the first, the very first time I ever did it was the day I was supposed to go do my one woman show. My one oh, woman show was opening. Kicked in the head. And yes, and I was so nervous and I was like mm -hmm. shaking and I was like, oh my God, get it together, get it together. And I'm going over my lines, going over my lines. And then finally, yeah. And then, yeah, uh, uh, all of a sudden I was like, did I just, oh God. Wait, where were you? Were you backstage? Were you at home before you went to the theater? Where I was were you? at home, thank God. Oh, thank oh, God. Thank God I was at home. No, but honestly, mm -hmm. this is terrible, but I think I was like, I was shivering so much that I, I think I had like maybe sweatshirt, like sweatpants stuff on. And I think I was in my bed, like trying to keep myself from like shivering. I was shaking so bad. And then you go, why the oh hell do God. you do this to yourself? I was really nervous. It was my life right. story. And um, right. thank God I landed a husband with it. Otherwise, what was it right. all for? What would, right. um, but yeah, and I, I, I like crap my pants. 
I crapped my pants just a little bit, but it was enough that I was like, oh my God. And then you know what? My nerves were gone like that because I realized, well, this is not worth shitting your pants, but I literally just right. shit myself. Yeah. Yeah. You could have used that as the opening act. <laughs> um, but I have never, I, not that I can recall, I've never shit my pants. That but seems crazy. I have had many, many Charlotte York sex in the city runs through my neighborhood. Run is not an appropriate word because we're talking about how I don't get the runs. Sure, but sure. Like moments where I'm like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm fast walking through the neighborhood just praying like, don't shit your pants. Don't shit your pants. Yeah, but yeah, I've yeah. made it to the toilet every time. Although Colin Joe says he lived, he's like, I one time did it in my apartment. He's like a New York apartment where it's like, it's he goes it's not my fox catcher estate it's my new york apartment where the toilet is half the apartment and i somehow missed it <laughs> wait you've never even groundhog it hogged you've never touch and cloth yeah is that what you mean you've never touched yeah, cloth? that that's happened no that's happened but not well that's what i'm talking about well i don't actually shit like poop going down my well one time but like i like that's only one time most of the time it's i think we're gonna need to hear that story <laughs> That came back to you fresh. I I'm, shouldn't use the word fresh when we're I'm talking about I'm sure that was the kitchen story. And I don't even remember why it happened. <clears throat> Not that there has to be a that reason. That was so recent. Yeah. That was like just a few months ago. No, was when it? You, yes. Oh, maybe. Yes. Yep. Could be. Could be. Our fact-checking department will get right on that. Well, this is what I'm telling you. Colin and I, are we understand each other. We're very funny people. Things like this need to happen to funny people in order for them to have a funny life. Like, I seriously don't think he could have written all the comedy he did unless he had the wackadoodle nut job upbringing that he did. Actually, he had really great parents. And the, the chapter about 9-11 totally took me off guard. Oh, gutted me. Yeah. His mom is a is a 9-11 absolute hero, drove into the city. She's yeah. a doctor. Yeah. And she drove in and helped set up triage centers yeah. and saved lives yes. when she could have stayed on Staten Island safe and sound. Yes. And she went right into it. Yes. And she survived two buildings collapsing on her. Not just yes. one. It was insane. Not just one. Yeah. She's a true hero. I was sobbing as I was listening. It was that was very intense and a beautiful tribute. I'm getting choked up now. That was really yeah. It was a, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know either. But that's how he got Scarlett Johansson to bay. I mean, that's you tell that story. You tell that. That's story. how you yeah. get an A-list celebrity to marry. She probably you. banged his mom first. I, I would. would think. Yeah, yeah. I would go for the mom. He is so adorable. And he is so self-aware and he does have a punchable face. And he's like, I know, look at the cover of the book. I look like a guy who walks around going, don't you know who my father is? And right, he does. And he looks like a frat boy, douchebag, awful guy. Yep. And he's not at all that guy. He's very liberal and progressive and trying to make the world a better place and smart. And like, yeah. and he's not that guy, but but he looks like that guy. And in fact, I recommended it to a friend and the friend said, oh, right, he's on Saturday Night Live. Doesn't he come from like real, real money? Oh my God. He's like, I had a friend say the same thing. I'm like, no, his dad was like a shop teacher and his mom was a doctor and they lived on Staten Island and lived very middle-class, normal lives. And my friend fought me on it. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I just listened to the book. Like, I know this. I'm telling you what I, what he says about his childhood. No, he comes from money. I know. I had the exact same conversation and I'm sitting there going, but that's not what he said in his memoir. And I really feel like he wouldn't have lied in his memoir. Like, I don't think he no. was being ironic. And she was like, uh, and she, then it, I said, well, I guess 
we'll have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure I'm right because I just listened to his book. Right. <laughs> and she looked it up and was like, huh, where did I? She couldn't even find it. It was like word of mouth. It's, Someone? It's be- no, it's because of his face. I think it's because he looks like he grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth and has never known a moment of pain or heartache. And people just like, look at, I do. And no, I think there's a rumor. I think there has to be a rumor. It's, that has to be some sort of folklore, right? I don't know. Because no one would just make that up by looking at him. He must come from money. I, I agree. He looks like he does. But yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he, fake news. Well, he he did go to Harvard, which I know exudes a certain oh, there's that. image or, you know. Yep. Uh, but he, in talking about Harvard, he made it sound like a very lonely place at first and he didn't fit in. And oh, God, I. There are so many funny parts of the book, but he spent he's very overweight as a teenager and he worries that he has breast cancer and he can't stop like eating and eating and his boobs are getting bigger. And um, but at Harvard, he finally gets into the national uh, to the Lampoon, the Harvard Lampoon. Lampoon. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down his like his ethos that was born there. He said, write more than anybody. Learn from all your rejections. Get better fast. Mm -hmm. Shit front of pants. Oh, no, wait, those are two notes combined. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he he was so hardworking. And you and I are both writers. And I'm trying to take what I'm learning from him in that I just got to keep writing. And it might be garbage and it might never see the light of day. But that's OK, because I'm becoming a better writer by doing that. Yep. And yeah. it's so hard not to want to write something perfect and have everybody pat you on the back and say, that's good. That's the best thing you've ever written. But that's just not always the case. And we don't always we I'm trying to be better, not writing for the destination, but the journey. Right. Yeah. Deep. Right. Very deep. I'm very Brene Brown of you. I'm very proud. Um, Ew. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I thought that, too. I was like, wow, that is such a. Uh, ethic. And I was, I did comedy like that when I was like not in the lampoon, but like when I was in high school and then in college, like I was doing improv all the time. And if I wasn't doing improv, we were doing my sketch group did like, we just constantly were writing sketch and, and doing shows. It didn't happen, but I didn't keep that ethic when I got out. Like I didn't have any clue about, you know, oh, you can actually go get a job doing this as a writer like it hadn't it didn't it, it was amazing that he had this like his funny bit like going from journalism and then into the lampoon like mm -hmm. he was always sort of figuring it out and he had this it's a really fun to listen to his path his path i will say it gave me for a minute it started to give me a little bit of like oh my god i was so uh jealous like you know like oh my god Oh my God, he got to do the stuff that I was like, oh, I always wanted to do it so bad when I was, you know, younger. I wanted mm -hmm. to do Saturday Night mm -hmm. Live and I was, it, was, it was really fun kind of like listening to this whole world and, you know, the way that they came up with sketches. And and I love, I, I agree with you. I love the way that they you can't take it personally, right? They just right. write and write and write and write and write. And it's never about whether or not one, he didn't even remember after he, after a sketch would get in one week, people go like, oh, which is your favorite sketch? Or did you love, what was your favorite sketch you had last week? And he does, he forgets them because it's all mm -hmm. about the next week and it's all about producing the new work. He, and he also talked about when he and Michael Che hosted the Emmys and he let us in on all their ideas that got rejected 
that never made it to air, that never yeah. got fully realized. And I was laughing so hard out loud at every one of their ideas. And if the fact that those didn't make it, you know, it's it, it mind boggling. He did one that was like things you'll never see on TV again. And it was like Bill Cosby <laughs> handing somebody a drink and doing funny wiggly eyebrows, <laughs> handing a lady a drink. And everything A.C. Slater said on, um, not Full House, <laughs> Say by the Bell, you know, and it, 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 they were going to like reenact or yes. find these moments and do a whole montage of like all of these awful things. Oh, that would have been and, so funny. Right. Yeah. It, it, they, they had a lot of really funny ideas that didn't go. He talked about some sketches that he pitched at SNL that I was laughing my ass off. And he's like, but that didn't go. Right. Then, you know, we never got to do that one. So. I, that's a really valuable thing to take away, not just as writers, but just as people or creative types or in business. Like they they can't all go the distance, <laughs> yeah. but they all serve their purpose in your journey. Oh yeah. God, that's two journeys Dang. for me. I got That's amazing. Oh. A lot of journey for oh. you today. That's becoming oh. my juicy. Your journey is my juicy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, I knew you were going to bring it up. You I, did? Because you, yeah, because you have to say that word. All the time. But he said that word. But he used it hilariously. Oh, no. But Don't you it was even another star reason. fuck him right now and say it's okay for him to say it, but not me. That's wrong. It's another reason I've you are more like him than years. I am. Okay. Well, I'll buy that. <laughs> okay. okay. So he... He's at a very fancy dinner party on like a private island sitting next to an old, lovely guy who introduces himself as Jimmy and talks about how much he loves to surf. Oh. And <laughs> and well, he's a musician and travels the world. And and basically, he doesn't know it's Jimmy Buffett because yeah. he like doesn't know what he looks like. And and the way he's telling the story, he's like, and my restaurant's Margaritaville and my song Margaritaville and. <laughs> Colin Joe says, like, now, based on some pretty juicy context clues, <laughs> I figured out <laughs> and I, I heard the word, but I was laughing. He snuck he snuck one in. Oh, that's the title of his second book, actually. He mm. snuck one in. Oh. That was a hilarious story. He he what I love. What a, thank you for recognizing that he and I share that. We, I think yeah. we also share the sensibility of if somebody calls you at 9 p.m. on uh on a Friday night and says, do you want to go to Amsterdam tomorrow? I would also buy a ticket and go. <laughs> right. I and love- I would have missed the call because my phone's on silent because I've been asleep for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't go anyway. <laughs> well, that was the interesting thing. Like, I loved his, you know, he's a dude, right? He's a, he's a guy and a funny, a, a comedian. Like, he's not afraid to go get in there and get weird stories. And then because he's funny and sees everything as funny, everything he tells is just, I mean, his stories of commuting from Staten Island to his uh, high school in New York City, Regis High School. Well, I know a couple other people who went to Regis and they're geniuses. Oh. Like, it's yeah, it's not a fancy private school, though. It's a, to our point earlier, it's a public right. Jesuit school right. for talented, young, I think it maybe was all guys. Was it all guys? Oh, no. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Um, but anyway, uh, but his stories of commuting were just like, of you know, people, uh, crazy people on the subways and the stuff that getting jumped and those weird, it was mm-hmm. really hilarious. And also like, this guy's got, that is, that takes guts, you know? Yeah, he's lived. He's lived. He's very um, 
you know, spontaneous. I, and it and it it made for really good stories. He's a great storyteller when he talks about how he doesn't really do drugs. He's tried them a few times and never really liked it. Like me. And I he yes, much like you. Yep. Gets too paranoid and doesn't like pot. Yep, he yep. so a girl gives on a date gives him a pot cookie. <laughs> you almost snarf oh my god did you snarf i didn't did snarf. it come out your nose no i shit my pants <laughs> um so the girl gives him a pot cookie and then he gets really paranoid and he sneaks off into the bathroom at two in the morning and calls his parents he's like 28 years old at this point this is not like a teenager and he calls his parents from the bathroom and says this girl's trying to poison me you have to come save me <laughs> I love that he says he says, and then I went back into the living room, forgot I called my parents, and I'm hooking up with the girl on the couch when my parents arrived. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's a world that would never have happened to me. I would never have called my parents, obviously. Oh, my God. Right? It's just, I love that he has that relationship, but his mom's a doctor, so it does make sense. Right. Oh, my God. The spider bite, the fly bite with the larva underneath Bot his fly. skin. And this is the thing. He mentioned earlier before the shitting the pants story, something about a medical, like having to not be at the show for medical reasons or whatever. So I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if the book is leading someplace like that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like and I thought, oh, he must have found his medical reason for pooping himself. Never does. And and, and right. it, it never. <laughs> and apparently the reason he is only ever had to leave the show is because of this like crazy. And he didn't even leave the show. Right. Didn't he go to the doctor at like. Nine o'clock on a Tuesday or nine, yeah. a, like he couldn't. Yeah. Oh my god, that was oh. hilarious. That he, they, the guy says the doctor says like bola flies or whatever it was, and he googles the bot images. Fly. And it's bot fly, bot fly, yeah, a bot fly, yeah, bot fly, yeah. Google's images of bot flies like bursting forth from people's faces, and oh god, oh but like god. how crazy! I I know a couple. You have friends like that. I have a friend who like always everything. She had a spider bite that landed her in the hospital. She got shingles as a grown woman. Like everything that can happen. I yeah. I think I'm that friend. Really? I Not- never. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I got shingles as a grown woman. Uh, oh. But yeah. I have a lot yeah. of weird stuff. But but nothing. I don't go to South America and do adventurous things. So I would never get bit by a bot fly. Talking about Saturday Night Live, he talks in a very generous way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an honest way about how stressful that environment is, how Lorne Michaels can be very challenging. He never really goes mm-hmm. into specifics, but you've heard it enough from everybody who's ever worked on the show that he right. is who he is. And that could be very challenging. But he's uh, was honest about like having to re-audition for his job as weekend mm-hmm. update anchor. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he says this really interesting thing that I guess... I don't know. It it was really interesting for me to hear because, like I said, I was listening to it and I was like, oh, man, should I go back in time and try to try to write for Saturday Night Live? Like, you know, that I was like sort of like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did. And then he says this thing at the end that's like. um, Talks about how it's not a place to have to be married. Right. Or to not, have relationships no, or friendships. You're going to miss. The two married writers yeah. are now divorced yeah. when he started and yeah. kids are impossible. And yeah. yeah. And you miss every birthday, every anniversary, every, you know. And it was mm-hmm. really interesting because, you know, I mean, because we've talked about it, like 
that I always thought that that would be where I would go or like sketch Mm -hmm. comedy. And then when I didn't, I was like, oh, Jesus. And I had to sort of figure out things after that. And it's turned out to be Mm -hmm. great. So it's totally a great thing. Right. But this book triggered my, oh, oh, wait, why didn't I? But that was that was it for me. When I when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's right. That wouldn't have worked for me as a person. Like, I like to be at the birthdays and the anniversaries. And I, you know, I actually. Right. But then I had that similar thing when I was on, you know, went to a Broadway show a couple weeks ago. What if, what if, you know, because that was my goal my whole life. And yeah, and that didn't happen. But I was very inspired to learn that Leslie Jones got the show at age 47. Yeah. How amazing is that? My age. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm sure she was working as a writer and a stand-up, but like, yeah. you know, hit her stride, got her break at 47. Very yep. cool. Yeah. I thought it was just great. It was really, really oh, a fun, yeah. Ten, five man jobs. Yeah, five man jobs, for sure. I, anybody who can listen to this and not laugh is just insane. It just was so, and it wasn't just, he, not only was every, he was really smart with his humor and really made me laugh, but also, also moving, also interesting. And if yeah. you're a fan of Saturday Night Live, like, there's just no, no, it was a great, great dive into that world. So, yay. Uh, yeah. Glad we both a liked great it. great choice. Everybody run out and get it. Go do it. Uh, yes. Let's take care of our business. Yeah. We're going to do business and then I have a game for you. This is not a big As surprise. Is our tradition. And every week I have to tell you, I have like a, like a total panic. I'm like, I don't, I don't have a game. I can't think of a game. I'm going to have to talk to Mandy about not doing the game. But then I think of a game. And I actually am really excited about this one. So when we come back after telling the people, we're not really coming back. We're telling the people shit. You know what? That was very graceful. I love podcasting. <laughs> Man Cave is a production of True Story <laughs> FM, engineering by Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. And please, if your podcast app allows you to give us uh, ratings and reviews, things like that, butter us up. We're not afraid to take a compliment uh, or or criticism, but, you know, uh, just do that on the other, the more obscure podcast apps. That's fine. Uh, but please do. Please drop everything and tell your friends all about us and, and uh, give us that support. And we love you. And we would love to see you on Discord, where I posted that very sexy French fry cheese video of Mandy eating. And I posted the carrot bacon recipe. And one of our fandies, Carrie, made the carrot bacon <gasps> and said it was a big hit. Oh, so we are on changing that. lives yes. on Discord. I love join it. us on Discord. Just go to mancave.com slash Discord. You can join the community channel for everybody. Or if you become a Fandy yep. by going to mancave.com slash Fandy, you can join us on a private Discord channel where lots of sexy stuff is happening. Yeah, um, that's where you get and- to be in the in group, the in club. The, the fandies get birthday messages and mm-hmm. uh, bonus content and more access to us. So yes. become a fandy. Five bucks a month, guys. Become a fandy. Join us. Yeah. One of us. Yeah. We don't just listen to uh, po- uh, podcasts on cults. We're starting. We're thinking of forming one. So you want to get in on the ground floor. It is cheaper for people who start earlier. Right. Um, and we'll be starting those weekend seminars soon. So how to be... Manda, mandalicious. I, that oh. was terrible. I know it's another word you hate. Uh, also, by the way, let's not forget we have amazing, we are fashion icons and we have incredible er, merch. Uh, Mand Cave swag, as it is. Uh, you go to mancave.com slash merch. We got 
t-shirts and oh, Mother's Day is coming up. How about a phone case for your mom? Or a, or a mug. Or a mug. or Travel those, mug. There's a lot of really fun stuff. We have a brilliant uh, designer. Great, great thing. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and get your merch and be one of us. That's, that's going to go well with our cult. Okay. All right. Let's move forward. I so enjoyed walking down memory lane of Saturday Night Live, my deep love for Saturday Night Live. So, yeah. And I was, uh, so this week we're going to play a little game with all of the, with some Saturday Night Live trivia details. I'm going to be good at this. I think you will. Um, But it's maybe, you're going to be really good at this because I actually really simplified it because this is the only thing I care about. We are going to play Fuck, Mary Kill. But we're going to give Kill an alternative. You can kill Mm. or hire. Because I was thinking about it, I don't want to kill any of these people, but maybe I'd like to put them in my next uh, project. Okay, I feel like I might want to kill some people. Let's go. Well, you can. I left that as an option because I know. Thank you. Because I know you. All right. You you know I have bloodlust. Yep. Yep. Okay. I I was trying to think of some way to play on lust but it didn't really you know what it's for next week i'm gonna i'm gonna write that down i'm gonna make a note make sure you have a comeback for bloodlust okay (laughs) ready yeah these are just this is the top of the top cream of the crop you'll want to fuck all of them and the game will be over but i'm gonna start with this tina fey amy poehler kate mckinnon i feel like this is easy really this one's very easy i'm marrying tina fey well, because yeah. I want to spend every waking minute with her. Yes. I'm fucking Kate McKinnon because she will know what she's doing with a female body. Oh, good point. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I used to want to kill Amy Poehler for some reason. I just, huh. she never really, she wasn't my cup of tea. However, I changed my tune. So now I would hire Amy Poehler. That's interesting because I think you're very similar to Amy Poehler. You know how, uh, that's a psychology I prefer thing. Tina Fey. But I know. Yeah, but oh. you're similar to her. You you have a similar sensibility. I think it's okay. Uh, it's like so. You know how this is this is modern day psychology. But like when you are irritated by someone, you should look mm-hmm. because it's probably something you do or are. I mean, mm. yeah. Just for future mm-hmm. reference, that's probably that's going to be a bigger podcast. But that's a, that's yeah. something that you know it's true. It's not. I'm not. And what about that. you? All right, ready? Oh, I do think we- I would do the same. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got to marry yeah. Tina Fey because. She's so you capable and I just want to be taken care of, you know, I just want to lo- I just want to be around her in her orbit. Any chance I would ever get. Have yeah, you no, ever I'm... met her? Uh, yeah, you have. Oh, yeah. I got to do her. I got to do 30 Rock. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, mm. She's every bit as lovely as you can imagine. But mostly yep. I just wanted to take care of me. OK, ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Now, these are hosts. Oh, okay. Fuck, Mary, kill, or hire, if you prefer. Paul Rudd, Will Ferrell, Melissa McCarthy. I don't know how you're going to pick. This is impossible. Uh, easy. What? I'm I'm fucking Paul Rudd. I mean. Yeah, that makes I'm, sense. I'm doing that in my mind every night anyway. Pra- oh, so every night? Here's wow, my that's admirable. Well, uh, I'm marrying Will Ferrell because he's my favorite, favorite, favorite. He makes me laugh so hard. I love him passionately and mm-hmm. admire him and i'm hiring the shit out of melissa mccarthy because she's so supremely talented uh what if funny what if her husband has to direct i'm killing him <laughs> fair enough 
Okay. I've worked with him before. Okay, you ready? Yeah. The original SNL cast, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Gilda Radner, yeah. Jane Curtin, et cetera, et cetera. Garrett Morris, you racist. Go ahead. Nine, well, I'm not racist. Saturday Night Live is pretty racist for many, many years. Uh, yeah. 90s Saturday Night Live cast. You're Adam Sandler. Sandler's Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. And current day cast. Fuck, Mary kill. I would definitely kill the 90s cast. Okay. Like, there are talented people and funny moments in there, but that whole bro atmosphere that they really it just dominated that show for so long with yeah, yeah, Sandler yeah. and Spade and Farley and it just that was not my that's not a golden age of Saturday Night Live um so I guess I would hire today's cast because I think they're doing really smart interesting work mm-hmm, not always mm-hmm. laugh out loud funny but when I do watch Saturday Night Live these days which is rare no, I'd fuck him because Colin Jost is part of today's Saturday Night Live. So I'd fuck him. Oh, right. fuck okay. Him, so okay. I could fuck Colin You're Jost. And David. then I would hire... Um, wait, I didn't marry anybody. I would marry today's cast. Okay, you'd Oh, marry. God, I'm very confused. Yeah, I no, just know right. I want to kill the Sandler Spade cast. Got it. Got it. Yep. And then I would marry and hire... I think the, I can't marry the 70s cast because they were difficult. There were too many drugs. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, um, yep. yeah. So I'll just fuck yeah. Colin Jost. That was one of the the choices, right? <laughs> yes, that is that's that is a choice, and will be again. Actually, yeah, that's a good one. Yep, I think okay. I'm probably the same. I think I'm probably the same. Although I'm tempted to marry the original SNL cast just because, uh, you know, they've had such longevity, and it would have been fun to be part of, you know, to be like the wife of them as they went through yeah. their journeys. You know what I mean? That's a nice Ooh, long marriage. Too sad. But- too scary, too yeah. sad. Right. Yeah, uh, but a lot of inheritance. I only think about how it's going to benefit me financially. You know. Oh, oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Okay. Um, here we go. These are characters from mm. Saturday Night Live. So, mm-hmm. fuck, Mary, kill, Debbie Downer, mm-hmm. the church lady, mm-hmm. and Pat. Oh, kill and Pat! You get bonus points if you can tell me what these characters were, or catchphrases. Julia Sweeney's Pat was like, uh, like, and everyone, no one could tell if she was a man or a woman, right? Correct. It's Pat. And I didn't like Pat. Killer. <laughs> or him. Uh, w- wait, what What am I forgetting? Debbie Downer, oh, Church, Church Lady. Lady. Mm-hmm. I love Church Lady. Uh, I guess I would ha. Uh, hire church lady <laughs> no, no you have to fuck or marry debbie downer or church lady you have to fuck or marry well okay i'll fuck church lady because that little pelvic dance i feel like yep okay and that's special she yep. knew what she was doing with Absolutely. her pelvis that would be so, so i would dirty i would and... fuck church lady yeah, and i would marry she's... debbie downer yeah okay okay i would kill debbie downer uh hmm. and i would i would fuck uh pat oh and marry like a high-waisted pants you're well, like a high-waisted I, trouser. I'm, I'm bisexual, you know, so that uh-huh. works. It works for me. I like I like All the right. idea that whatever the surprise is, I'm not necessarily attracted to her, but you know, I have a history of like, I really like to try to sleep with people I'm not totally attracted to because they're the ones that surprise you, right? The attractive ones get all kinds of tail, but when you sleep with someone who is not that gorgeous and not that attractive, they have had to compensate in other ways, see? You sound like a 
douchey, like the guy, Damone in Fast Times at Ridgemont High giving love advice to the nerdy guy. Like, you're like, it's true. You got to go for the, yeah. But the nerdy guy would be one of the ones I would sleep with because, you know, he's been watching videos. He's been studying like he has one shot and he is not going to blow it. Whereas the guy who's got all kinds of choices isn't going to work as hard. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, Hopefully. We'll see. I mean, yeah, it's just a theory. Okay. I'm all stuck in a monogamous thing now. Whatever. Okay. Uh, now, host of Weekend Update. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Seth Myers, Jimmy Fallon, Chevy Chase. Oh, kill Chevy Chase. I've heard he's a real jerk. I figured. I figured. Marry Seth Myers. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. And I, I bone Jimmy Fallon. He can dance. I bet he has some moves. Yeah. He seems like a good time. He's musical, so he'd play good music while it was happening. True. Yeah. Well, we could sing while we were doing it. And he knows Broadway. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to fuck Jimmy Fallon because we could <laughs> sing show tunes as we're doing it. Are you sure you don't want to marry Jimmy? I mean, here's my real question. You say mm. you want to marry Seth Myers, but realistically, isn't it better that you're married to Jimmy Fallon? I mean, Seth is smart, but like... Fallon's really... a lot. Okay. Fallon's a lot. All right. Okay. I, I prefer Seth Myers. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, these are all women who are on the show for one year. Oh. One year. Ready? Janine Can Garofalo. I guess who they are? Oh, oh, uh-huh. well, I just blew it. Jenny Slate, Sarah Silverman. I did not pick Sarah Silverman, but she was on the show for a year. There were yeah. a few of them. But why yeah. don't we do Sarah Silverman, and then uh-huh. we'll do Casey Wilson, who oh, stole Casey my Casey Wilson, Janine Garofalo, and, and Sarah Silverman. Jenny Slate. No, Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman. Wait, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> Janine Garofalo, Casey gonna... Wilson, and Sarah Silverman. I would marry Silverman. I love her, and I would kill the other two. <laughs> you have to fuck somebody. I don't want to. No. Okay. All right. New, yeah. new rules, I guess. Okay. Okay. Uh. All right. Well, I feel like you're losing a little bit of, so we're going to, we're going to get to the end of the game. Um, I just want to kill everybody now. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, all right, then. Long haulers. These are people that have been on the show for a long time. Uh, yeah. Not currently, but were over 10 years. Oh, okay. Fred Armisen. A.D. Bryant. Keenan Thompson. I'm not all that familiar, but I really have a like a soft spot for Aidy Bryant. I think she's adorable. So I yeah. would marry her. Sure. Um, I would, I guess, hire Keenan Thompson because he's tireless. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's been on there for a thousand years. He has. And yeah. I would, I would fuck Fred Armisen because he's a drummer. He's got rhythm. He's, he probably knows what he's doing. So I think we all, I'm going to leave it there and just let the okay. Fandy Nation kind of, like, I think they, we all know what you like now because you've mentioned yeah. rhythm several <laughs> times. So. And, I've, and I keep doing the motions yeah. in my chair. Yeah. 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 And you like everything fast and not thinking yes. about the results. So, you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> I feel like we've, we've had a great time. This is a very successful game. And why don't you tell me what you are going to give me? Um, I'm going to hopefully give you a gift. So okay. there is a movie that on on another podcast that I frequently Jesus co-host, Christ. Saturday Matinee, yeah. Uh, months and months ago, I found a trailer for the unbearable uh, weight of massive talent, the Nicolas Cage movie, and it is finally out in theaters. Yep. And I've been dying to see it for months, and I cannot wait to see it. And I'm making you go see it. Why don't and we do I it will together? Go see it. Oh, maybe you I would love that. that, but that. That might not work out just logistics wise. Well, we can try. We, 
We are going to go see this movie. Great. It is topical. It's out there now. Everybody go see it and join the conversation at I'm Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens on social media. Very or, exciting. Yep. Or at Mandy Fab on Instagram. Come and get it. Come and get it, boys. Come and get All it. All right. Long, long show. Was it? Oh, Jesus. All yeah. right. We got to say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Love you.